0: Aloha and welcome to Elevating Motherhood. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Lori Beth Aldridge. I've taken my passion for conversation, perspective, and supporting moms and turned it into a podcast. My goal is to talk openly about motherhood, offer new ideas, and help moms find their confidence in this busy and sometimes overwhelming world we live in. We're going to dive deep, open up, and elevate motherhood. Thanks for being here with me. Let's get started. I love diving into all topics that moms are curious about, and I try to accommodate as many as I can. If there's a topic you'd love to see covered or a question you've been wanting to ask other moms about, please send me an email or fill out the contact form at elevatingmotherhood.com or DM me on social media. I'm happy to help. One of the most requested topics early on was CBD, what it is, what it does, if it's helpful, all of that. So in episode 15, I invited Will Clyden, the CEO of OHI Energetics to come on the show and answer all of your questions about CBD. And he answered every single one. I really appreciate his expertise and professionalism, as well as his knowledge and delivery. Not only that, he's an excellent businessman, even going so far as to make OHI Energetics a B core, which means they put people and the planet before profits. You can find out more about CBD by tuning into episode 15. There's also more information about ohio Energetics, including my personal review of their products at www.elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash CBD. Go check it out. There's a ton of information and a great deal for listeners over there. That's elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash CBD. At some point in our parenting career, most of us are going to need to bring someone else in to help with childcare. I know there's a whole variety of options out there. Daycare, school, family members, or even childcare swaps with friends. But not all of us have those options. We might live far away from family, or our schedules just don't line up, or I could literally list a hundred reasons why childcare might go awry, because it can and does, and why we might need to seek out other options. There also might be listeners who are expecting or ones who have a new baby and want to plan ahead as much as possible. All of our situations are unique, but it's safe to say if you're a parent with a child, have a child on the way, are a child care provider, or want to be a child care provider, I'm looking at you 13-year-old soon-to-be babysitters, this episode has something for you. Today, we're going to talk about the difference between a babysitter, nanny, and mother's helper. And of course, the real burning question, how much should we pay them? We're also going to touch on what to do when issues arise and issues do come up. Having a child care provider is a relationship, and every relationship has ups and downs, joyful moments, and disagreements. So I asked Nikki Taylor, owner of the Nanny Connection here on Maui, to come on the show and shed some light on these questions. She also offers us communication and hiring tips while busting through myths and telling great stories. And man, she has some doozies. Nikki is a wonderful mom to two children, ages four and two. After receiving her bachelor's in healthcare administration and working in corporate America and elder care for years, she moved to Maui to take over her mother-in-law's nanny agency. She's been running the Nanny Connection here on Maui and Lanai for over six years. The Nanny Connection expanded to Oahu this past year and is looking to launch in Kauai later this year. Nikki's background in administration and her innate understanding and compassion as a mom make her an incredible resource and leader in her unique branch of the childcare industry. If you're on Maui or plan to visit Hawaii, the Nanny Connection is my number one recommendation for trusted childcare. I'll be sure to link to the Nanny Connection in the show notes. We are just so fortunate to be able to tap into Nikki and her resources today. Let's welcome her to the show. Nikki, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, this is exciting. I love the in-person stuff, and I think that you're just a wealth of information, and I cannot wait for this conversation. So tell us a little bit about you.
1: Sure. It's funny you say I'm a wealth of information because I'm newer to the nanny world as far as it's not... I'm not a career nanny that came into owning an agency, um, my degree is actually in healthcare administration. And pre kids, I ran um, different aspects of a healthcare corporation. So it was very different. Then moved to a small island, had kids myself, and took over my mother in law's nanny business. So for the last almost seven years now, I have been immersing myself in all things nanny world. So nannies, nanny life, nanny agency owner. Nanny conferences, so it's been a fun transition, especially as a mom, to kind of dive into this next chapter, I guess, of my life.
0: Yeah, I was a nanny for a really long time, I like know. professional nanny. Um, but then I turned into a personal assistant, and everyone thought I was still a nanny, <laughs> but I wasn't. I actually think owning a nanny agency, you are the person for that job because if you healthcare coordinator healthcare liaison, whatever it is, if you just take the health out of there and just do care coordinator, it's basically the same thing.
1: It is very, very similar. It was Mm -hmm. a very easy transition, just changing out my elderly. For my little guys. Aww, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I'd love to break
0: down childcare in general for listeners because I think sure. that a lot of us, even though we were babysitters when we were younger or we were nannies, now that we're moms, we're trying to distinguish what kind of help we need. Sure. Because the reality is we all need help. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a lot of discussion and confusion and need for clarity surrounding care titles. Absolutely. So can you break down for us what you feel the difference is between a nanny, a babysitter, and a mother's helper?
1: Sure. This is a funny one. I get it often when parents call. They kind of stumble on the words like, I need a babysitter, nanny, whatever you want to send me. (laughs) For purposes of my agency, it's called the Nanny Connection. All of my team are nannies. So they are professionally trained in some aspect as far as they've had multiple careers in child care, whether that's being a preschool teacher, a paid career nanny, a regular teacher, a behavioral therapist. They basically have a level of experience which allows them to get paid more as a nanny. Also comes for my team is their age. They're typically over 21, so they're not like the 16-year-old neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with that neighbor, but it's just a different level of childcare, I suppose, a little bit more experienced level of childcare, which also comes with a different price point. And then um, you have kind of your typical babysitters, so next-door neighbors, a lot of you know your friends, kids that are kind of in high school and getting ready to take that next plunge and really responsible. Those would classify more as your babysitters. And then mother's helpers, they can really, especially I've seen over the last few years, they can be any age. Some high school students are being mother's helpers now to learn if they're interested in childcare. Also, I get calls for nannies to be mother's helpers, and it basically just means that the nanny is with the mom. So whether the mom has multiple children Or um, twins is a common one for Mm -hmm. Mother's Helper. Or a brand new baby and a toddler where kids are at just different stages. But basically it just means the mom needs help and will be around. So anytime we get a call for a Mother's Helper, it's typically that the mom is going to be there the whole time but just needs an extra set of hands. So whatever that looks like for the mom, if that's helping hold the baby while she plays with the toddler or vice versa, helping in the water helping get food while the mom, you know, nurses, it's kind of any range of that. But typically a mother's helper would be the mom being there.
0: Mom being there and not necessarily doing work at home stuff, but actively participating participating. in the care as well.
1: Yes. Got it. Nanny and babysitting would be if the mom is parents, not just mom, Mm -hmm. (laughs) parents are not there or there, but completely disengaged from the child care.
0: Gotcha. I think that's a really solid explanation and breakdown uh, for parents. Thank you so much for that. So let's focus mostly on nannies, if you don't mind, since you have a nanny agency and mostly work with nannies. And I think that it's actually the area that people are most unfamiliar with. Why would a person hire a nanny?
1: Sure. So I've seen all different needs for a nanny, um, anywhere from your occasional date night to, especially here, living on an island, or if people live far from their family where they don't have somebody that can easily come over to watch the kids and they need just a break. So whether that's a date night, if a family member is sick, a mom or dad is sick and just can't, you know, can't do it for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, If a daycare is closed or the daycares much like here are overcrowded, Mm -hmm. preschools are overcrowded. Um, Also, if people are wanting more one-on-one individualized care. So if their child is Maybe struggling in a certain area, has any type of special needs, or just needs a little bit more individualized care. Fortunately, my children, neither one of them have any type of special needs, but I really like the individualized care of hiring a nanny. So I like one person to watch my children and only my children. Mm -hmm. Um, It definitely brings a different level of comfort to a mom or a dad. And then um, another really common nanny request is a summer nanny share. So it's over the summer when schools are closed and most parents still have to work over the summer. They can't afford to take it all off. So they will share a nanny, even with another family, breaking it up, whether it's the kids are together or separate and they break up different days. So one family has the girl two days, the other one has them three days, and they can kind of cover that summer period. So lots of different uses for nannies. Mm
0: -hmm. I think that's a general misconception is that only rich people have nannies. Right. And it doesn't seem to be the case. It really (laughs) breaks down into age, experience, price point, Mm -hmm. needs, all of that. And like you said, it is that individualized care. And we all have individual situations most of the time. And I think it's a really good option for people. And I think it's really important that parents know that it, it, it could be An option for them especially if there was like a nanny share sort of situation absolutely when a mom is wanting to hire a nanny Mm -hmm. what are or parents i mean this is a show for moms (laughs) so i say moms all the time but what kinds of questions should parents ask nannies when they're interviewing for a position
1: sure You know, it's funny that you say moms. I probably get 50-50 moms and dads calling Mm. me. It is not at all the majority moms. It's easily 50-50, which is funny. Wow. I do get a lot of dads, though, that call to gain information and then say, well, I'm going to check with my wife and call you right back. (laughs) (laughs) So asking for different things to ask for a nanny um, would definitely be, I think as a mom, laying all your expectations out there. So if you are calling an agency or you're hiring a nanny directly, it would be laying your expectations out there. What exactly you're looking for, um, as far as tasks that you want the nanny, time frame that you want the nanny, specifics about your children, Um, also special needs, allergies, things like that. I actually see quite often that parents don't want to disclose some special needs issues, no matter Mm -hmm. how small or minute they might seem. It really makes a difference in your care provider. And um, it's just more making sure that that child gets exactly what they need, that everyone's kept safe and having fun. And it's just really important to be open about those things. Um, Also, housekeeping tasks, parenting styles,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: bedtime or screen time roles. I think it's I think sometimes when you book a nanny, parents assume that the nanny might know those things. Uh, but each and every family I can honestly say is different. Right. <laughs> there are, you know, for as many similar similarities as people have, there are vast differences. Um, so I think it's just really important to be upfront with everything you're wanting as a parent and everything that you're expecting of your nanny.
0: I, I think that's really important, even down to bedtimes or openness. And I have often felt obnoxious about my parenting styles when I'm <laughs> talking with nannies or people who are coming in to care for my children and be like, look we're not authoritarian. We're not permissive. This is the approach that we take. And some seem really familiar with different styles and are okay with that. And then others, you can just see it all over their face. I'm not saying from your agency at all, but different people have come in and be like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I'm like, fix your face, honey, because you're about to be paid a ton of money to care for my children for a little while here. And it it feels like a big commitment on my end, but I don't want my kids to feel uncomfortable. So that's the reason I speak up and try to explain our positive, respectful approach to parenting. And you can tell when it's foreign and when it's not. And, you know, sometimes it's a good fit. Sometimes it isn't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't have to understand all the way to take excellent care of my children and have fun with them too. So I've learned to be an oversharer when it comes to child care providers, because otherwise resentment can build up, expectations won't be met.
1: Definitely. <sighs> it's so important though. And I can say from the opposite side, both as an owner and a mom and, you know, being the one that my nannies get to lean on in tough situations, mm-hmm. it is so, so important to overshare. Um, I mean, it's like expecting, you know, somebody coming in and telling Amelia, can you ask permission to do this, please? (laughs) I mean, Amelia wouldn't even know what to do with herself. It's true. (laughs) So it makes a big difference, too, on how the kids feel and their comfort level and being able to have fun.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about pay.
1: Okay.
0: I know that that's, what, <laughs> we're just going to jump right to that because I know sure. that so many people want to know about that. I'm wondering if what the going rate for nannies is, okay. is that different based on geographical locations? Mm-hmm. And if you had any insight into the pay difference between nannies, babysitters, mother's helpers, sure. that would be awesome. Sure.
1: So for my agency here on Maui, we charge $17 an hour for one child. each additional child, and a three-hour minimum. Mm -hmm. That is 100% cash to your nanny, and the nanny agency also takes a $25 daily booking fee. Mm -hmm. So when I get, and I get families from all over the world, (laughs) big cities, international, little towns, and it seems to be very similar in pricing that nannies and or babysitters now are going anywhere from the 17 to even the $25 range anywhere in between depending on you know if it's more of a depending on experience level a lot and then geographical region i would say that if you are asking your 16 year old neighbor to babysit and they quote you $20 an hour that would not be a good rate for them i feel they would be more in the $15 an hour range solely based on experience. Right.
0: So I agree with that. And I'm noticing a trend, mm-hmm. um, just to jump in and give personal experience, that a lot of teenagers are, with zero experience are asking for the exact same rates that adults who have chosen this as a profession... Absolutely. Just because they feel like they can, and yes. so then I'm torn because I would like to give them business and experience and really kind of hold their hand and walk them through as a mom, as a mm-hmm. former babysitter. I mean, I babysat from 13 <laughs> on. It, it, was, it feels like a different time. Yeah, but. I I, would, I could offer them things so much more than money, you know, to kind of walk them through that. So if they chose to be a professional nanny, sure, I can help you get to that price point through opportunity alone, right. you know, but then they're asking for that up front. And then I just I feel like I have to say no.
1: Absolutely, I would 100% agree. And the fact that you do have to hold their hand a little bit and walk them a little bit more through mm-hmm. those steps um, would be the difference in pay rate between sure. a 16-year-old and a you know 25-year-old experienced childcare nanny. Mm-hmm. Um, so that pay rate seems to be the going rate, anywhere from 17 to 25 dollars. Now, going through a hiring a nanny privately, so going directly through them is going to sometimes be more expensive. The nannies will charge anywhere from $20 to sometimes $30 an hour, mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, and again, that's just on the nannies' experience level, what they feel that they deserve for that position. Um, and then going through an agency, you're going to see that your price point's dropped a little bit, but there's going to be an agency fee. So it's kind of what is more comfortable to you, through an agency, and as an agency owner, I know when I travel now, I also reach out to other agencies because I know the due diligence I put behind backgrounding my team, interviewing my team, and the biggest difference is I hold licensing, insurance, and bonding, which mm-hmm. is huge. I am checked out by all the agencies, so Better Business Bureau, and I think that that's really comforting as a mom. Sure. When you hire somebody that has these backgrounds or these, you know, these backings and qualifications that you right off the bat can just check that one thing off your box and then go to meeting the person. And not having all of these things in the back of your mind, like what does their background look mm-hmm. like, or what have they done in the past, or do all their families like them?
0: Right. What is, so? What is um, what is your vetting process, Sharply?
1: Sure. Like? So our nannies have to come to us with experience, childcare experience, three verifiable sources, and they cannot be just babysitting a family friend. Um, so they do have to be more experienced. They also have to sit down with me personally in an interview. Um, sometimes a Skype, depending on if they're on a different island. Mm-hmm. And then I do reference check them. I finish out the interview process. We do a nationwide background check. So it's misdemeanor and up for every county they've ever lived in, sex offender registry. And for my personal, uh, for my permanent families that use my nannies permanently as their employees, I run DMV checks as well. Mm-hmm. And then once they're on board, every family gets the chance to rate their nanny and give me feedback after every single job. Mm. So it is very interesting to see, but it is very nice. It's a good customer service price point, even knowing if the nanny's a little bit late or if they maybe checked their phone too often. But I think it also holds a certain bit of accountability for the nannies knowing that we get feedback and they get repeat clientele on their customer service they give.
0: Wow. I think that's amazing. I think it's really thorough. And again, it's, you're getting what you pay for too. So that higher price point is getting you all of that too. Exactly. All of that too. Wow. What are some of the main issues that come up for parents when they're hiring nannies? Um, And then I would love for you to expand upon that and share with us what you feel like we can do what we can do to avoid disagreements, drama, and tension with nannies. Because those things come up. <laughs>
1: sure. So I think, I know it's funny too because I'm the middleman, so yeah. I get the mom or dad's point of view, and then I also get the nanny's point of view. And it's yeah. funny sometimes to hear the different sides of the exact same situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, again, it really goes back to expectations and from the start setting up good communication on both ends. So right from the jump, when you book a nanny with us, you get your nanny's profile to read through. You have a phone number to call. So I think it's important that you make communication with your nanny, whatever that looks like. Start that initial process of meeting them yourself, making sure you feel comfortable that this person is going to come into your house or your hotel and watch your children. Um, And then I think there are certain non-negotiables that are always met. So your children should always be safe. They should always be having fun. Those things are, you know, those are non-negotiables. No matter how much you like or dislike your nanny, those things should always be there. Mm -hmm. Aside from those, though, I think one of the biggest issues, I guess, that I see sometimes on the nanny's point of view is the mothers expecting the nannies to be moms themselves or be the in the mom role of that child. So I think it's good to remember as a mom, when you have a nanny, they're not you. So they might not be able to get your child to sleep quite as easy as you can. Or, you know, your child might cry a little bit more with them because they're a nanny. They're not you. Mm -hmm. So I see sometimes moms getting a little bit frustrated or say, you know, the nanny called a couple times because they couldn't get my one year old to stop crying. Well, a one-year-old doesn't really speak yet, and right. they're scared because they're with a nanny. So, right. you know, it's funny because our and I can say my team is amazing. These women are professional and they are so good at what they do, um, but they are not—they're not miracle workers, and they are not right. superhuman. They are exactly right. like you and I, right. and there aren't these aren't kids that they they had. You know, they're kids that they're choosing to love and care for in the moment, and it sometimes leads to. Some struggles that they have to work through. So um, I think just really giving a little bit of grace for your nanny as long as the non-negotiables are met. So as long as rules are followed, children are safe, giving a little bit of grace knowing that things might not go as smoothly as y- if you were there sure. is important. Sure. Um, and on, let's see, on the parent side, I think that parents are really looking for their nanny to be on time I think they're looking for their nanny to come in professionally dressed to a certain extent. Sure. And happy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've had some parents call and tell me, you know, my nanny just told me this and this and this is happening in their life. Parents don't need to know that. No. You know, they just, they want their nanny to come and be ready, be excited to be with their kids. Mm And act like they love what they're doing there. <laughs> mm-hmm. For
0: sure, that that's a really interesting point you bring up because I remember as a nanny, thing things happening, life is happening mm-hmm. outside of it. But then it is a job, and you are going to that job. Absolutely. And for me as um, a nanny, I viewed it as a break from reality, mm-hmm. where you get to have fun with kids. Totally, I love kids. I mm-hmm. love that younger, for me, the better. It was so fun. It was an escape. And I loved that, that you could just go and play with kids and get paid to do it. It Absolutely. was shocking to me that you could do this as a career, have so much fun and get paid mm-hmm. really well to do this. So I agree that showing up um, professionally and modestly to a certain degree mm-hmm. and <laughs> and being excited to be there is super important. I want to backtrack to something you said earlier which is to call the nanny, make contact with mm-hmm. the nanny, talk with them before the job because I think a lot of us end up in childcare emergencies if yes. you will and then we bring essentially a stranger into our home and then we have these expectations that it's going to go smoothly and awesomely. But this is our first time meeting and we have to hurry out the door. So I've been guilty before. Um, as the mom or been guilty as the or been in the situation as a nanny where there isn't enough time to debrief Mm -hmm. and then they're out the door because they have to go on a boat ride Mm -hmm. or I have to go out the door because I'm on an appointment so I always liked that buffer time beforehand so if I didn't have a chance to talk with a family or as a mom I didn't have a chance to thoroughly talk with the nanny beforehand I give at least a half an hour buffer time from both sides.
1: Absolutely. It's always, we do get to, we see a lot of moms that will jot down real quick on a piece of paper. You know, if they don't, if they know they aren't going to have a ton of time to be with the nanny, just jot down the expectations and at least have that for the nanny bedtime, screen time, what they eat, what they don't eat. (laughs) Sure. Allergies. Exactly.
0: Preferences. Don't expect my kid to eat anything other than dairy and white bread. (laughs) 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 Hmm. So, what are some of the main issues that come up for the nannies?
1: So, I think. It's funny, being a nanny, um, I've done it now. Before I had kids, when I owned the agency, I did a few jobs, quite a few jobs. And then now, you know, having my team call me, my ladies call me with all issues, I see kind of a variety of things. I see a lot of, unfortunately, people treating their nannies, not a lot, but a fair amount of people treating their nannies more as hired help Mm -hmm. versus... A real human that loves the kids and is sure. choosing to do this job. I think sometimes people get a little bit caught up in the fact of, well, I'm paying you for it. Um, so again, as long as those non-negotiables are met, child safe, nanny's doing their job, I think that um, we have to kind of give our nannies a little bit of grace and remember that they are humans too that are choosing to love on our kids, which is really important. Sure. Um, I think that our the nannies, sometimes too they have a hard time with expectations of as far as if the family, sometimes the moms will say, well, you can do the dishes or the laundry and I will take care of the kids. And for a nanny agency like mine, uh, we don't actually do that. That would be more of your housekeeper or hiring permanent, more of like a nanny that's permanently with you as your employee. Mm -hmm. So I think asking those questions, talking with them, and I think just being respectful on both sides. The nanny, if they have questions. The moms, if they have questions of the nanny. I think just being respectful and really working together as a common goal of having fun and keeping your children safe mm-hmm.
0: that you guys are on the same team exactly. approach it as if it's a team member rather than someone who is beneath you exactly yeah I've experienced that a couple of times where mm-hmm. I definitely was treated as though I was beneath mm-hmm. or that I would never be good enough mm-hmm. you know at like I would never be the mom kind of thing and it's like most of the time it was temporary stuff you know and it's like okay thanks don't worry I'll get the non-negotiables down. We're going to have a great time and it's escapism, right? And you Absolutely. just you just go for it and play play play. It's so it was it was a lot of fun, but those things did come up. I would actually love to share a personal story with you.
1: Yes, please do.
0: <laughs> About something very similar where once upon a time I was a nanny for a family with three kids and one night I had worked, I'd worked my hours, my ride was waiting for me outside. And the mom insisted that I stay and do all the dishes. And I was like, Oh, uh, not part of my not part of my job description, as far as I know, because we hadn't laid that out beforehand. And it was absolutely insisted that I stay and my ride weight. And I do extra work above and beyond my hours and not get compensated for them. And with three kids and a pool and a a large house and trying to keep them all safe. And, you know, as a nanny, I was super offended. I felt super disrespected. I thought, my gosh, there there are other people to do this. There Mm -hmm. are housekeepers to do this. There's all this. And I was like, you know, I just don't want to sit around and do dishes all day. I want to play. I'm going to have fun with the kids. I want to help teach them. I want to you know, just be here and be present for them and keep them safe. But if I'm stuck doing dishes in the moment and the kids have scattered, then I felt like I couldn't do my job. And there was like this big communication breakdown with expectations. As a mom now with three kids, <laughs> <laughs> I can see where if there's this huge pile of dishes, it might be a little bit frustrating. Right. But It's very tricky because in hindsight, I definitely felt like I was right. And I know that she felt like she was right. And it's easy for me now with, you know, hindsight bias, twenty. Mm-hmm. my 2020 goggles on, that what was probably needed was just some expectations laid out on the table Absolutely. about what we're willing to do, what we're not willing to do, and whatnot. But then it became a back and forth with the nanny agency coordinator of like, well, I think you should do this, or I think you should do that. And and what can, we, can moms do to avoid, and nannies, to avoid those kind of situations? Or how do you handle those stressful situations sure. in the moment where, okay, we know that expectations haven't been laid out and there's super tension in the moment. What do you do? Sure.
1: So, a couple things. As a nanny mm-hmm. agency owner, in those moments, I would hope and I believe that my team would do the dishes leave the house politely and professionally. And then my team has my cell phone number all the time, 24-7 open to them. And then that is where myself as their their supporter and their cheerleader would call me, let me know what happened, you know, share their frustrations with me and not the mother. Mm. <laughs> let me, you know, if they feel they weren't compensated correctly, let me handle that. These are all weights that I bear as the agency owner. Um, This is why sometimes it's good to be part of an agency as a nanny is you get that backup person for you. So I would advise or hope that the nanny would just do the task that's causing the tension as long as it's within reason, obviously, Mm -hmm. professionally and politely leave and then call the agency owner, tell them about it. That way, the next time the family books, I can politely and professionally let the family know, you know, we do not do this or we do, or, you know, let's talk about everything that you would like done. I know what questions to ask. And that way I'm brought into the mix a little bit more. I feel like that's a really good it's a really important role for the agency owner or the office manager who's ever there is to really bridge that gap between the families and work through those tension situations. I've had families come home that have drank far too much Uh and they are fighting or ready to pass out. I mean, I have seen quite a few things. We do a lot of vacationing nannying. So I've kind of seen the gamut. But, uh, you know, in all those situations, I let the nanny know just politely and professionally leave and I will handle it as the agency owner. So I will make sure that my nanny is compensated. I will make sure that the children are safe. But definitely in those situations, I think it's important to have a nanny agency backing you up Mm -hmm. because we can kind of bridge that gap and take those those tough situations.
0: Sure. Neutral third party. Yes. Like my favorite thing ever.
1: Yes. And at the same point, I can be there for the mom to call and share all her feelings about the nanny and her frustrations. And then I can help work towards making the next time more successful.
0: Gotcha. Way to go.
1: Thanks. Way to go. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it sometimes feels like a 24 7 job between my nannies and the parents. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like I am the therapist and the owner and the friend. Mm -hmm. the
0: Cheapest therapist (laughs) ever. Just so you know,
1: $25 (laughs) booking fee. You get a lot for
0: that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Thanks to Primally Pure for supporting the Elevating Motherhood podcast. Primally Pure is an educational company that excels at creating safe, natural skincare products made with quality ingredients. Primally Pure has become my go-to brand for clean, non-toxic face cleansers, creams, and serums. They're also the makers of my favorite all-natural and effective deodorant. I love their Blue Tansy one. For my personal review of their products and a discount code for listeners, go to elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash Primally Pure. That's elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash Primally Pure. Thanks for the support. Now back to the interview. Are there any specific communication tools um, that you recommend for parents other than just being super upfront? Do you recommend writing things down?
1: I do. I think that if parents, and I think this goes back again to parenting styles, but I think if you are a parent that your kids go to bed by seven, you want your kids to eat exactly this and exactly this, and they are not allowed x y and z until this is done. I think those things are really important to be laid out mm-hmm. because it does get a little bit overwhelming for a nanny to walk into a new situation, you know, already start to build rapport with the kids, meet right. the mom be kind of on in that moment as a nanny. I mean, you know that first moment of meeting you're right. kind of going a mile a minute as far as scoping out your situation and getting your, you know, nanny toys oh, ready, gosh, whatever that so may much, be. Yeah. And then if the mom is quickly needing to run out the door and kind of going, well, I need this, 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 this done. And they're very, very strict about it. That can be hard for the nanny to follow up with. And not Mm -hmm. because the nanny is incompetent or not listening or, you know, not interested. It's just a lot of information at first, not only, you know, for the mom, but for the nanny. So I think if those things are very important, if there are absolutely do nots and do's that a mom wants, that they write them down. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: I think if a parent is just a little bit, I get a lot of parents too that say, do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, had
0: just But we don't have mean it. <laughs>
1: so,
0: we, don't, we don't actually mean do whatever you want. Most right. of the time we're like, actually we have these unspoken rules that we'd also like you to follow.
1: Then you have to say them. Yeah,
0: you do. <laughs> Is texting appropriate? Like te- like maybe even having like a file on your phone that says, "Okay, here's all the pertinent information."
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I get a lot of families too, especially because we do a lot of vacationing nannying, which is a whole separate area of confidence because, and I think that's why they use nanny agencies when you travel is because you have to have such confidence that you're hiring a stranger sure. in a strange sure. place. Yeah. So, and your kids don't have their beds. They don't have their comforts. They are sunburnt and tired. Yes. It's a whole different level yes, they are. of nannying. Yes, So I think um, texting is definitely appropriate. I get a lot of moms that want pictures of their children throughout the night, especially babies. They'll say, you know, can you send me a picture of my little one asleep? I think it's comforting to the mom. I think sometimes they're also checking that their kids are where they're (laughs) supposed to be. (laughs)
0: Probably. I
1: mean... So, but all of that stuff is very helpful. With that being said, my team does know, and I think it should be an expectation that the nanny's phone is within reach as far as if the parent texts, I expect my girls to text them back in a reasonable amount of time. Mm-hmm. Parents start to get worried otherwise um but then also it's kind of a fine line because sometimes I'll see the kids say well the nanny had their phone all the time and then the nanny will tell me I had my phone because the mom was texting me all the time yeah you know so I think it's just keeping you know making sure everyone's professional about it but yes I see texting and pictures updates even sometimes a FaceTime call with their kids throughout the day depending on how long they're Mm. gone all of those things seem to be a factor now in nanny.
0: So this is new to me mm-hmm. because back in the day when I was a nanny for the agencies here on the island, we were not allowed to give out our phone number. Mm-hmm. We were not allowed to really necessarily communicate with the parents and it mm-hmm. caused a certain degree of separation that was almost unsettling, but yeah. we didn't know any different. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Are there phone rules or phone etiquette nowadays? Yeah. And yeah. can we or should we say things like, please stay off of your phone mm-hmm. for personal reasons. And also, mm-hmm. please don't use your phone as entertainment for my kids. Like,
1: Absolutely. My kids
0: don't know what Snapchat is and they don't know what the filters are. So if you could not... Distract them with that, that would be awesome. Is that a fair request? 100%.
1: Okay. I think that's not only a fair request, I think that's a fair expectation to have, and kind of one of those non negotiables is the nanny's personal devices at all should not ever be a factor with the children. Um, I can say that I haven't run across that, <laughs> let's knock mm-hmm. on wood. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, you know, certainly there are families that have nanny's very regularly they get very close with them their level is going to be a little bit different the nanny knows the do's and don'ts of those families
0: Mm -hmm. but
1: a nanny walking into a brand new family um, should absolutely be under the expectation that their phone should be out and turned on uh, should the mom call text need reassurance that her kids are there but it should not be messed with otherwise so the nanny should not be on the phone for personal reasons at all. I, I mean, I guess I've seen it where the baby is asleep and it's late at night, and then the nanny's playing on her phone, reading or texting, and that's a different kind of yeah. area. But while the kids are awake, the nanny should be present with the children always. And I think that that's a really big, um, kind of expectation of your nanny at when you hire a nanny versus a babysitter. And not to say that a babysitter can't be fabulous. Mm -hmm. But I think when you're hiring a nanny, you are hiring somebody not to sit your kids in front of the T V and turn on a movie the whole time you're gone. Mm -hmm. I think you're expecting Or you should be expecting the nannies to play with your children and engage with them. Whatever that looks like. Whether it's as travel nannies, my girls bring nanny backs with age-appropriate activities and toys. And that is the expectation that they come with. Yeah. If they're in your home, it's the expectation that they're going to play with your kids. Whatever they want to do as long as they're kept safe. But it is definitely important that your nanny's engaged and present and not on their phone
0: during Mm -hmm. their shift. Interesting. Do you think it's fair to or almost expected of the parents to bring that up with babysitters?
1: I do. I think if I, I think part of hiring a younger person, a more inexperienced, I should say, person, Mm -hmm. is you are going to have to be a little bit more in depth with what you're looking for and definitely with your do's and don'ts. Because I've even seen it with my team, with my younger girls. Let's say they're 21, you know, 20, 21, really fresh in the childcare industry as far as paid child care industry and they maybe don't have children yet so sometimes you know and the mom hasn't laid certain things out they'll mm. tell me well you know the baby wasn't I got just the other day the nanny told me uh, the baby wasn't that tired they had so much energy still and then the mom calls me and she goes it was 10 30 at night and my three-year-old was still awake. So I think, you know, that and then in that case, it was a learning, a teaching moment for my nanny to say, you know, even though they had lots of energy that it was 1030, we need to at that point settle them down. And so I think anytime you have to do that with your nanny or your babysitter, it's definitely going to be a lower price point. And then it's also one of those situations where, you know, you're going to need to lay things out very clearly on your expectations.
0: hmm. I do think that that is very interesting that if we hold that expectation for ourselves as moms that we kind of have to lay it out one thing I also noticed too with babysitters or younger folks is that this is sometimes the first time they're in a position of authority mm-hmm. and <laughs> So it's almost like if you're familiar with younger kids, like when you have the older babies who are like 18 months and they meet a kid who's younger than them, they're like, I might hit you because I finally have some power and I'm finally not the youngest person in the room. And I'm not saying that that's what babysitters would do. It's just that energy right. of like, oh, yes. well, you know what? Now I'm in charge. Absolutely. And, and I almost wonder if maybe we should bring that up with them too, of like the goal is to have fun, not to uphold all the rules and be mm-hmm. really authoritarian authoritative.
1: Yes. I do think it's important. I think again when you have those younger babysitters it's going to be more of a learning or a teaching moment for yeah. them as well. So I think you have to keep that in mind. Um when you do hire on the other end when you hire a nanny at a 20 price point, I think your expectation should be that they are professional, they come, they know what to do, they ask you up front the questions that they know, and they just step in and take, you know, take the reins Mm -hmm. and they're already playing with your kids. And I think that's the difference in not only price point, but hiring a 16 year old babysitter versus hiring a nanny that just comes in and goes
0: I agree 100 percent and I think that it kind of lays it out of it's a value situation creating value for each other um, when you're paying a high value point let's say exactly. providing that high value the nanny is going to come in with a higher value as well being knowing the expectations they don't have to be taught how to how to play or how to show up professionally and when you have that younger inexperience the value they're bringing is a little less the value you're bringing is money plus lessons plus opportunity and so I think that for moms or even people who are listening who want to be nannies or want to be babysitters because I know a lot of moms will ask like well my 13 year old my 14 year old my 15 year old you know I also think that if you have to be driven to the job (laughs) like that's automatic lower price point
1: (laughs) absolutely
0: Well, I know that some of us are on listening for the stories. Do you have any crazy stories you could share with us? Yeah,
1: I have a couple. Sometimes I get calls too, and I just right away, whoever's on the other line when they start, I'm just like, oh gosh. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Um, I get, you know, what's funny is I've gotten not one or two, but at least five calls over the last six years from concierge or front desk team where the family member, it's a single, so a mom or dad single, drank way too much, passed out somewhere. They've had to escort them to the room and they need emergency nanny services to care for their kids. And I've gotten it multiple times. Okay. <laughs> so I guess a word to the wise would be if you're on vacation with no other adult, got to rein in the drinking.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wasn't expecting them.
1: Yeah. I have gotten, I had a nanny who's, the family told her to bring the kids back to the room at a certain time. And she did. And she walked in on the mom and dad, <gasps> having mom and dad time. Oh my gosh. With the kids in tow. Okay. Oh. I have had, um, oh, I had a nanny. <laughs> His nanny's no longer with us. Oh. So no judgment. <laughs> But a lot of times at the hotels, the parents will say, order whatever you'd like out of room service.
0: Oh, no, she didn't.
1: And, of course, and they say that as being kind. And I let my team know. And it is in my handbook. Yeah. The parents will say that, order modestly. Yes. Order a kid's meal. Order a coffee. Order a side. I had a nanny order steak and lobster. Off their room service menu. <laughs> okay, bless her heart. Oh my it
0: gosh! Was
1: like a hundred, hundred and fifty dollar plate at. I mean, it was probably more than they paid her that night for nanny.
0: Wow. Yeah, the beginning of the end, right there. Definitely. Wow.
1: And those are those calls where you have to call the nanny, and you just, you don't even know what to say. I mean, you okay. ask them, "Did you really feel comfortable ordering?" steak and lobster and they just say well they said I could order whatever I wanted mm-hmm. okay <laughs> okay this is not the right <laughs> we are not in the right fit here <laughs> oh, okay. oh
0: neutral third party coming yes. in for the win there really yes. making sure that that situation doesn't come up
1: again I know. and sometimes the parents oh are gosh. so sweet and they call me and they're laughing with me because you know as long as the kids have been kept safe and those things obviously if any of that's a play you know then it's much more serious and But in some of these instances, when it's like that, the families also know that I hire Mm -hmm. people. So, yes, they're professional and they're wonderful and they're great. But every now and then there's a person that (laughs) interviews fabulously and passes all the checks, but, you know, maybe didn't perform as fabulously when they get out there.
0: Forgot a little logic at the door. Yes.
1: Yeah. And it is funny when I get calls from the parents and they're just laughing with me and saying, well, I I don't think that they're maybe the best fit for your agency.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Well, that constant communication back and forth. That the feedback, not being afraid of feedback on either side. Do you know what I mean?
1: Totally. Um, I actually share my feedback with the nannies. Good
0: for you. So
1: good, bad, or indifferent. And also if I don't believe it. So I can say I have gotten, actually recently I had a family who said, asked if I drug tested my nanny and of course I was appalled and wanted to know you know what happened and what was going on and he didn't want to share a lot but he did say I you know I think your nanny was maybe on some prescription drugs she seemed very tired well I know the nanny I know the nanny I she has amazing track record with me she works a lot of jobs so she could just be tired but there is not one not one stitch of truth to that but I still you know I, I hear his complaint and I want I take it very I always take it very seriously whenever there's a complaint like that. So then I go back to the nanny, but I always share the nanny and I let them know, you know, and of course she was mortified and it definitely did not happen. Yeah. But um, I think it's really important for nannies to remember, like you went to the shop and you were very tired. You either should have called me for a replacement or, you know, had a coffee, whatever that may be, but this was the parent side of it when you acted like this. Mm-hmm. So this was their, you know, they don't have a long history of work with you. This is, they get, you get one shot sure. and, you know, this is the impression that you gave. So I think it's good too for the nannies to hear it and Mm. luckily most of my nannies are very receptive of that. They are always very apologetic and they always learn from that and move forward with realizing that there's another end of their, another side to their, you know, the impression they give. Right.
0: It's a learning opportunity and it doesn't have to be a heavy, like mistakes don't have to be heavy. They can be learning experiences. I think clear communication, constant feedback, clear expectations, not being afraid to discuss things and then doing so in a respectful way. It's like a two-way street Definitely, for sure. I think with any child care provider, we can get stuck in these one-sided feedback loops. If you will, mm-hmm. where we are dissatisfied with something and we never address it, and then we constantly go over it in our head, or we gossip about it to our friends, and we're never actually directly dealing with the situation. That is a one-sided feedback <laughs> loop. It's just gonna get uglier and uglier and uglier until it ends in a in a firing or yes. or exasperated, you know, outburst or something like that. I have been guilty of that mm-hmm. as a nanny. I've been guilty of that as a mom, but it's something that we can constantly work. On. and we just need gentle reminders if you will and this so this is one <laughs> for myself <laughs> this has been awesome thank you so much for being here thank you for sharing all of your expertise I think you are so well suited for your position in the nanny agency and moms are so lucky to have you the nannies are so lucky to have you and I just I yeah I super appreciate you
1: Well, oh, thank you I appreciate you having me on today it's fun thanks
0: That's it for this episode of Elevating Motherhood. Thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found some insight and inspiration, or maybe a little of both. If you liked today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. I use your feedback to plan future shows and cover topics that serve you. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Links to those accounts are in the show notes. For more information, including today's show notes, head to elevatingmotherhood.com that's elevatingmotherhood.com. Thanks again, mama. I appreciate you.